This week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast is brought to you by the patrons of the Rural Woman Podcast. This amazing group of individuals contribute financially to the Rural Woman Podcast to ensure the stories of women in agriculture hit your earbuds each and every week. Want to join them in supporting the stories of women in agriculture while getting access to extended episodes, patron-only episodes, and other great perks? Head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to learn more about how you can become a patron through Patreon. Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more. To share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today you'll meet Cola B. Talkin, a mom, a comedian, host of the renowned podcast Black in the Garden, and a lifelong nature lover. Cola draws on the strength of her ancestors and her awe-inspiring range of life experiences as she becomes the ultimate planterpreneur. In a world where all of the garden fairies and most of the gnomes are white, the Black in the Garden podcast amplifies the experiences and expertise of Black plant keepers and is one of my personal favorite podcasts. So I was so excited to have this chat with Cola, and I'm very excited for you all to meet her today. Before we get to our episode, I just want to say a quick hello and thank you to Wendy R. for joining the Patreon community, as well as a big thank you to Katrina E. for bumping up to tier 10 over on Patreon. This means that now Katrina can listen to all of the extras, including extended interviews, plus my patron-only interviews, which I'm currently working on behind the scenes to get a few more patron-only episodes that I know the patron community will love. So if you're interested in joining Wendy and Katrina and the rest of the wonderful patrons in supporting the Rural Woman podcast, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to learn more, and I will leave that link in the show notes for you. Without further ado, my friends, let's get to this week's episode with Cola. I think we're going to have a great time. I'm, I know you said that you had listened to like... I've listened to all of them. <laughs> Oh my God. Hey, I spend a lot of hours on the tractor cola. So like I have to listen to something besides the terrible radio. (laughs) Can I just say how honored I am to know that my gardening podcast, where I haven't even touched on farming as much as I would like to, is being listened to in a tractor. Yes. That's a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Please send me a picture of you in a tractor one day. I will. Next time Next time I'm up there, I'm uh, definitely going to be, yes. I'll take my selfie while I'm up there and be like, I'm listening to Black in the Garden right now. What are you listening okay, to? Okay, <laughs> that would be so incredible. Wow. I have really enjoyed getting to know you. And like I said, like your spirit and your knowledge when it comes to horticulture and all of these things, like these are things that I didn't grow up listening to. These are things that I didn't grow up knowing. I married into agriculture. I married into this space and like all of it's a new thing for me. And growing a garden to me is just like the wildest concept because I can remember as a kid, I was 
in the garden with my mom and I was looking at these things that were growing and we didn't do like a big garden or anything, but it was just so fascinating to me. And it was never something that I thought I would grow up as an adult and be able to not only provide food for myself in a garden, but to provide crops and fields of food for other people. Ooh, look at you living now. That's a good way to live. <laughs> it's it's definitely wild and it's definitely not something that I ever thought I would do. So <laughs> that's just I mean, life really be doing that. For some people they I feel like they're very fortunate to be so clear about what they want their future to be at a very young age. And then they just do all these things and they like get it. And that's, that's a nice story, but that's very linear. And I feel like it's more common that it doesn't go that way for us. Like either we don't have a clue what we want to do when we're young and then we kind of figure out a way, you know what I mean? I know, you know, my situation in some parts, it's not linear at all. Well, let's jump into the questions here, Cola, because we're in a good space right now to jump into them. Tell us how you got your start in growing and how you got your start in horticulture and where you are today. How I got my start was feeling a sense of conviction when I I had made so many changes in so many ways in adapting, like accepting the natural parts of myself, like as a black person, accepting my natural texture of hair was really the start of the journey. We call it going natural, right? And so as I'm considering like what kind of things I'm taking in or not taking in, I just start to recognize after some years, it was several years, (laughs) I, I didn't just get there overnight, but I recognized that I felt convicted about the fact that I was not like locally sourcing my food. And then I kind of come across this, this article that was indicating that the, you know, the most hyper-local way to get your food is to grow it. And that really planted a seed of, like I said, feeling convicted. I was just like, okay, I should do that. Right. I should do that. And (laughs) after, I think it was at least a year from that realization that I actually went and just kind of intuitively said, I could, I could grow some stuff. So that was really the beginning of my, you know, physically doing it. Did it go well? No, but the first attempt did not go well, but that was, that was the beginning. How long ago was that for you? That was, I want to say it was like 2016, which puts us at like five years ago, I guess. What is time these days? Like, who cares? Honestly, (laughs) honestly, who even knows? (laughs) I don't know. But because I wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where, you know, like in some instances that we cut our hair and we're like, I cut my hair on this date for this reason, or like a wedding anniversary or something, you're kind of commemorating that time. I wasn't commemorating it. I didn't realize that it was going to lead to me having this whole conversation with you, a Canadian podcaster, you know what I mean? Like, or even being one myself. So (laughs) that's why I'm like, I don't know, girl, I guess it was like some years ago, but my memory best serves me is 2016. Right. And before that, like growing up, were you surrounded by people growing food or houseplants or anything like that? Or is this all brand new? It's pretty brand new. Like in my house, my mom, she didn't have plants, but the realization I'm having at this moment is like, if she wanted to have plants, I'm sure she would have been good at plants. 
she did indicate to me that she had a garden when I was a kid, but I don't remember it. So I did not grow up in that environment. I do remember, you know, going to visit uh, rural Georgia where my family is from and noticing those areas and, and being very curious about what that life was like that I understood that my grandparents lived. But unfortunately, I can't tell you that much about my grandparents. But, you know, to answer that, yeah, it's just I did not grow up around it. Right. Well, and I, I very similar experience. We had the, the garden the one time that I can remember. And I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story that uh, <laughs> Ooh, <love> I, <laughs> I walked out there and things had started to grow. And I looked at my mom. I was like, why are we growing pickles in the garden? Because obviously we were growing cucumbers, but... <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, how naive was that? And yeah, like you said about that. That's so cute. Yeah, adorable. I, I want to say I was really young, but I probably wasn't all that young. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it embarrassing because you're like, eh, I yeah. should have known better. <laughs> I probably should have known that, right? Like, fast forward to now and the questions that I still ask sometimes, I like my husband just really rolls his eyes and shakes his head. But, you know, we're all learning. I have to tell my kids. Yeah, I say, listen, before we get into answering that question, I just want you to just think about it for a minute. Like, I know you know the answer. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I love how you have incorporated your children into your growing practices and into this horticulture and really getting them involved. And really, you're teaching the next generation of gardeners. Yeah, absolutely. It is a necessity for me just because you know, going back to the question you just asked about what my memories were of knowing how food grows and things like that, I don't have those memories because I was not intentionally exposed to that. And so I, I insisted my kids should have this exposure. It's, it's a very simple thing. Like, for me, it's not even just growing things, it is just as much as possible, as much of world culture, as much of their own culture, as much of like all these types of things that we don't generally get exposure to. I want them to know these are things that people are doing in the world. This is the way that people are living in the world. So yes, I must expose and I insist everybody listening Show your kids. Show your kids. <laughs> I'm assuming they probably are, though, you know, considering the um, the agricultural aspect of it all, right? Right. For sure. Well, and I think you bring up an important point of the exposure and exposing your kids to this. And, you know, maybe mainstream media isn't exposing everybody to the growing aspect of things or representing everybody that is growing. And I think this ties in greatly to talking and for me, fangirling all about your podcast, Black in the Garden, where you're highlighting the intersection between horticulture and Black culture. So tell us what your inspiration was of starting your podcast. It was a, it was really a combination of things because I would totally be lying if I said it was one. One was definitely wanting to have my voice be a part of that conversation concerning horticulture because I recognized that I was having an experience that was not mirrored in the gardening media that I was hearing. And I feel like, you know what, I could indicate like the whole grocery list of things that 
that got me to get started. But I really feel like that is kind of the most comprehensive answer combined with me having this desire to to be a broadcaster, period. Not podcaster, but I have been very much like interested in broadcasting since as long as I can remember. But having like this full circle moment that I've been having so frequently over the past year. So it turns out I was a student of radio and stuff because I would always be very fascinated with radio personalities and radio just all together. So I ultimately did end up in college for broadcasting and I had a a college radio show. So it was like a common, it was in having an interest like gardening and knowing that I was doing it in like the blackest way that I could. (laughs) I was like, there's something to this, you know? And I also kind of have a mind for marketing and, and, and I constantly refer to myself as visionary because I'm just like, I, I know how to put things together. I know how to imagine how I want something to be. And so it, it's a pretty big deal that it, it's where it is by now because, as you've also heard me say before on my show, being a hyper-creative, getting one thing to stick and to actually stick to that as well can be very challenging. Even I, I would imagine just not having that concern of being hyper-creative, just sometimes it's hard to stick to one thing. Absolutely. And I, I feel very similar to that. And I like how you've described yourself as a visionary because that's how I see you. You have this broader vision of what you want to see in the world and you are bringing it in piece by piece. That is That has been one of my biggest challenges is that piece by piece part because I mean, you've heard some of my older episodes, and we were joking about <laughs> how some of our older episodes are crappy, which is, you know, that's par for the course as podcasters, right? Especially not starting out in super most professional capacities. But I remember feeling a lot of, like, passion, and but a lot of anxiety in the beginning of the show because I felt like I was saying as much as I could say, but... I was getting very frustrated with not being able to just say as much as I wanted to say. <laughs> and it took me a while to really recognize, hey, girl, you know, you can't really tell the whole story in one sitting. This is a very broad concept. This is a very broad subject matter. If we just say we concentrated on blackness or gardening, but then we're focusing on both at the intersection, we have a lot to talk about. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? Like we're we're here for the long haul, hopefully. <laughs> I live by that. I truly do. And that is really what has kept me going in so many instances. I'm like, yo, I could quit. But why quit? There's one more piece of the story that I can tell next week. Yes, absolutely. So I want to do a really deep throwback. And uh, there was one thing that I I did my research and I was doing my findings. Can you tell us about Jerome the Gnome? <laughs> of course I can tell you about Jerome the Gnome. So, you know what? I got I to gotta shout out to Target uh, for, <laughs> for putting a black gnome out. I really do because I'm glad that you asked about Jerome the Gnome. He's he's doing great, by the way. I've taken great care of him, and I was about to trail off, but I'm going to stay on track. So, Jerome, you mean like the origin story of Jerome, or just... Yes. Well, tell us everything we need to know about Jerome. Yes. All right. So, mm, when I first started 
to get all obsessed with so many aspects of gardening. I kind of started with growing outside, and then I just realized, eh, let me try houseplants and stuff. That's I ended up there for a while. And as you get into houseplants, for those of us who are into houseplants, if you get into the, the core aspect of it, I started to look for, you know, things that really kind of made me, that things that I saw myself in. So when I'm going and I'm looking for home decor, or not just home decor, but you get it, like garden supplies and, and decor, especially garden decor, that's what I'm trying to say. I was not finding anything that looked like a black anything. You know, I wasn't seeing any kind of, you know how when you see certain types of art or certain types of decor, you can say, oh, that looks ethnic. You know, I wasn't even really seeing that. Right. It was searching for garden decor that, that I could see myself in. And then it was also, even when I was thinking about what I wanted my outdoor space to look like, I, I just have, you know, so many visions. <laughs> I was like, okay, I would love a garden space that looks like this. And then I'm also envisioning just a beautiful outdoor oasis that is more so kind of like ornamental, just like, just, just to be beautiful. And I'm considering, you know, kind of like these, these themes that are like African, not just, you know, African-American or black or whatever, but like literally like pyramids and stuff. I'm seeing a beautiful theme. Like we see when we visit these beautiful botanical type of gardens and things like that. And just not feeling represented in what was offered to me in any retail place that I stepped into. And so I was very excited one day when I stepped into Target and like right at the front of the store, they have black gnomes. And I said, wow, this is happening. So I snatched it up and I, that's how me and Jerome started our, our beautiful flourishing relationship. That is wonderful. And congrats to you and Jerome for... <laughs> <laughs> for continuing this relationship and uh, turning it into what you've, you know, made it today. And like with Black in the Garden and representing, yeah. you know, so many diverse growers in the growing space. And I just, I love the diversity of the people that you have on your show, whether they have their houseplant babies or they're growing food to feed people. It's just, there's so many different people with so many different stories, but all relating back to the lack of representation that you found in the horticulture space. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't there. And, you know, I didn't really think about the media aspect of it so much as me being the gardener that I was at that time and being a beginner and saying, okay, well, this will feel, I'm just one of those types of people that whatever it is that I get into, I need to bring my whole self into it. And so I didn't feel any differently about gardening. I was just like, cool, I want to do it like this. I want it to look like this. And it was just so frustrating to not be able to readily have available these things that I'm envisioning that I want to include in my garden space. That was whack. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Paula, <laughs> what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've faced so far when it comes to the world of podcasting and the world of horticulture? Ooh, wow. Okay. I like that. I haven't been asked this question before. Wow. Uh, <laughs> biggest challenges kind of like basically at the intersection of podcasting and horticulture learning how to like 
do all the things. Like, I'm literally making this up as I go along. Right. So that's been my biggest challenge. And then not having resources. Really, I just had this whole revelation just now. And so I'm glad I can share it with you. I love it when this happens. I just realized that when I started gardening, I started in a very similar way as when I started podcasting. So when I first started gardening, I didn't really have a lot of understanding about how this whole thing worked, the equipment included, you know, didn't really know, like, what I was doing, just being kind of intuitive about how I wanted it to work. And similar to podcasting, I didn't know, like, what microphone to get or whatever. I didn't start with a microphone. I started using Anchor, like so many podcasters have, and shout out to Anchor for being such a great resource and making it so simplified. So I started out with not so great, very cheap little smartphone. And that was really, that was definitely like at least the first season of Black in the Garden was me just not having really great resources or, you know, just like I said, I literally figured it out as I went along, but I knew what I wanted it to be. So that helped me to keep, keep going because I was like, well, if I just keep going, then eventually I will get it to be what I'm envisioning it to be. And so that was dope how I could make that correlation between the very two things. So yes, that is the answer. I'm putting my pencil down. (laughs) I just like, I'm like fangirling over here. I'm fist pumping because this leads me perfectly into my next question. (laughs) Look at that. That, I call that alignment. Right? Totally. Mm -hmm. So something that I love about you and your podcast is how you can relate what is going on in the world around us back to growing and back to plants and back to your life, essentially. So in your words, tell us about the world that we're living in right now and describe the world that you would like to see. See, now you ask me beauty pageant questions, Caitlin. Because, like, am I not beautiful? Absolutely. <laughs> but, no, I'm just, I'm just ribbing at you. You know, that's, that's podcaster lingo. But, yeah, wow. So the world, that's not even a really big, deep, profound thing. I would like to see a world, live in a world, where people are more mindful about things that matter. That's, that is, and that would make all the difference. And when I say things that matter, I don't mean in that, well, that's relative, you know, well, to some people, such and such. No, I mean, like, the, the things that would restore the earth to its best ability to sustain us. Because we're not there anymore. That was a long time ago. We've been left that. The earth is sick of us. So <laughs> I would like to see us live in a world where we are mindful of giving the earth what it needs and and taking care of ourselves in that. But just it's the mindfulness that is the main thing and caring. Well, you would win the beauty pageant with that answer. So very good. Thank you. I have my <laughs> handle. I'm going away. <laughs> You can help support the stories of women in agriculture to be shared through the Rural Woman podcast on Patreon. What is Patreon? It's a membership-based platform that helps fund and support creators like me to create and produce content like this that you all love. 
new to the Rural Woman Podcast Patreon is ad-free listening and patron-only bonus content and exclusive episodes. Learn more and join the patron gang today at patreon.com slash the Rural Woman Podcast. What have been some of the biggest wins that you want to celebrate and share with us right now? Oh, biggest wins. Wow. I just feel like every day there's a win. There's like an opportunity that is presented or I hear from someone who's listening from like the opposite side of the world and is telling me about how the show has had some very specific positive impact on their life. Being able to book guests that, you know, I know in the beginning would probably not have even emailed me back. <laughs> so I can't say that it's it's really one thing. It is really just, I guess, the, the what everything I just said, what it all has in common is impact and having had a positive impact and a relevant impact in the world, literally in the way that I would, I would like to. That is so good. And you recently started a new podcast or you have another podcast. Can you tell us about that one as well? Yeah. I'm glad that you asked about that because that one had really collected some dust. It had, we started in October. It's the plant Kiki and it is me doing one of the things that is super important to me, which is amplifying more voices, because I didn't just come in this for everybody to just be like, oh, we love Cola. It's like, no, my friends are amazing as well. And these are all friends who I've made along this journey of even starting Black in the Garden. So they just make their their personality. So it's the plant kiki. And the kiki is in reference to just a good time and laughing and, you know, just doing that in the spirit of friendship and camaraderie, which those words mean the same thing. I do this all the time, (laughs) but friendship and plants and just joking about our plants or talking about things that are going on in the world and self-care. And so that's what I'm presenting with that. But on the struggle aspect of it, I was just dealing with some very tumultuous kind of personal things where I was struggling really with attaining the stability that I needed to attain in a post-divorce kind of life because that can be very tricky for a woman. And I'm okay with saying that and, you know, talking about that and putting that out there just because I know I'm not alone in that and it just it's not talked about enough. We're vulnerable when we're in those positions where we're having to figure out life and single motherhood on our own depending on what the circumstances were in the marriage or in the divorce. So getting back to your question, if I can get back to your question, because I feel like perhaps I may have gotten a little sidetracked, but the plant kiki, that's what it is. So the plant kiki, the reason why there was a pause in the episodes was because that that is pretty much what I was dealing with. So I like to be open about that kind of stuff just because I'm like, listen, it's as much as we love the plants and everything and, and they do sustain us. We are humans out here living. And so every aspect of our experience is relevant. Absolutely. Well, and thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us because I don't think, you know, we as podcasters talk enough about, 
you know, the work that goes in behind the scenes before we hit publish on an episode for people to listen and to hear and for you to share those stories with us here on this podcast and the stories that you've shared on Black in the Garden and the Plant Kiki, you know, knowing what's going on behind the scenes really helps people, I think, open their eyes to everything that kind of goes on behind the scenes and behind the microphone. So thank you again for sharing that. Of course. Yeah, I'm very glad to be able to do that with my friends. Because, you know, as I just explained, I had, I was dealing with some kind of heavy stuff. And these are my friends and we are genuinely laughing and kicking with each other. And that's another aspect of the show that's important to me is the levity of it. Because I feel like Black in the Garden, even though, you know, I'm, I'm humorous and there's levity for sure in Black in the Garden, I keep it light. But the subject matters tend to get a bit more serious or a bit more, you know, kind of academic. And so the plant geeky was just like, <laughs> we're just going to have fun. It is just, we're shits and gigs, you guys. We, we just want to have fun. And also getting to show that a little bit more of that side of my personality because i I like to be able to share myself with the world. So that as well. All the good things. And, you know, after the year, year and a half or however long it's been in this world that we live in, (laughs) we need some light and love and laughter and all of the things. So I'm so happy that you were able to start that new podcast with your friends and just share some laughs and share some good times and talk about things that we love, which are plants. We do. All of that. (laughs) My last question for you, and this is how I like to end my shows, is what is the most rewarding part for you about being a plantrepreneur? Oh, the most rewarding part. Wow. The most rewarding part for me of being a plantrepreneur is what I've gotten to learn about myself. And because, like, this is all very new for me. The concept of entrepreneurship has been something that, you know, I've considered in in years past, but really like in the last year and a half, especially, you know, post-divorce, it has become actually necessary in order for me to sustain myself and and my kids. So the biggest reward has been to learn as much as I've had the opportunity to learn. And I say have the opportunity to learn because I'm really not focusing on the challenges as much. There's absolutely challenges. It's not that fairy tale thing where it's like, live your dreams. And no, it's not, it's not simple at all, (laughs) but it is very rewarding when you take on a healthy perspective, which is looking for where the opportunities are to just be a better person as a result of committing yourself to something. It has been so great chatting with you today. I have so enjoyed getting to know you better and to be able to share your story on the Royal Woman podcast. For the listeners who would like to connect with you after the show, where can they find you online? Let's see. So I finally got a handle on my website. That's com. So find me on my website, which will link you to anything that's relevant, including like merch sales and, and getting into my Patreon And so all of that information can be found on that website. And if you want to, like, you know, kind of keep up more in real time, there is the, what is it? The Instagram, obviously, (laughs) at Black in the Garden. 
is my Instagram where the visual aspect of Black in the Garden lives until we get more content on YouTube. So you can also find me on YouTube. And I don't want to say too much about, you know, like when this episode will air or whatever, but just know that May 2021 is season four of Black in the Garden. So very excited about that. So keep up with me on all of those things so that you can get you a piece. Yes, get you a piece. That is so great. And I will make sure to link all of those in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you. Yes. And and same for the plant, Kiki. I'm like, it's just one click away. So you can find it's all connected. It's all me. And so that's, that's what I got going on. You know how I like to close out when I'm closing out. So you let me know when you, you want me to say it. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. So thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate you, Caitlin. And thank you to my my new soil cousins who I've reached on today who may not have heard me before. I want to wish you love, light, and soil. That is perfect. Thank you again so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Hey. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. A special thanks to our Patreon executive producer, Sarah Reedner of Happiness by the Acre, and to my editor, Max Hofer. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can connect with me on social media using the handle at wildrosefarmer on all platforms. If you love the show, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, plus share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.